Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. I need you to understand that he has brought you to the last Sunday in the semester. This was a semester that almost didn't happen. Are you there? I said it was a semester that almost didn't happen. Your roommate got ill and you were well. You got ill and you have recovered. You should have failed, but you are passing. Some guy came to make you useless, but you have triumphed. Some girl crossed your path. When you meet Jezebel and you survive, you must know that God has been good to you. And I'm saying to you, this last Sunday of the semester, just give him a bit of worship. Just tell him that you love him. And please, change that word follies. It's all the pleasures of sin. Not follies of sin. Do you want to change the key? You want to change the key? Change it. Change the key to her key for me. And just do it quickly. Hallelujah. My gracious another semester from beginning to end thank god that the destruction did not survive and that we have come to the last sunday we are grateful thank you for every exam that we've done thank you for every presentation that we have done thank you for divine provision thank you for fees that were paid when there was no money Thank you for hostel fees that were paid when we didn't know how it was going to be paid. We are grateful for it all. Thank you for taking us through exams of lectures that we didn't even like. Thank you for taking us and helping us when we didn't even understand what the subject was all about. Lord, we are grateful. Thank you for divine provision. Thank you for church. Thank you for fun. Thank you for dancing. Thank you for singing. 
Thank you for film. Thank you for all the things, for friends and family that we have found. We're grateful. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. Find your Bible and lift it up this morning. We want to make our confession. And you want to say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Take your seat. Wow. All right. Okay, before I start preaching, I forget. <laughs> I'm happy to be back. <laughs> Are we closing down this service for two weeks or are we not? If we're closing down for two weeks, it means that those who are around you join the 10 o'clock service from next week. If we're not closing it down, it means there are enough of you here to keep it open. So if you know that you are going home, let me see your hand. It's not a crime. It's a two-week break. <laughs> Lady Rev, we're closing the service, okay? All right. So the few of you who are going to be around, join next week the 10 a.m. service. Is that okay? Oh, you are saying, oh no, we should be here. As you have gone, no, we should be here. Your face like, oh no. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because it is a student service, so if people are going home, why not? But when you return on the 18th, we will not be open on the 18th, but the Sunday after that, Immediately after will be open. Amen. So that's the last Sunday of June. We're going to be here. All right. Now, listen, I need you to write down a few dates, some things to prepare for ahead. When you return, there's going to be a camp for any and everyone who's interested from the 19th to the 21st of June, right here in Kumasi. Right here in Kumasi. 19th to 21st of June. So put it down, go home, enjoy home, eat everybody's food. When they're getting tired of you, then you escape and you return to school. School is supposed to open on the 18th. Most of you, I know you don't have plans to return. That's not my problem. But those who want to go to this camp, 19th to 21st, 19th is a Sunday. We'll leave here on the Sunday evening. All right. Then I also have an interesting date. I am looking forward to this particular date, the 3rd of July. On the 3rd of July, we're going to have a different service here. <laughs> we have five regions in this church under five pastors. Lady Pastor Paulina, how many? Four. I beg your pardon. Four, four regions. Lady Pastor Paulina. Pastor Augustine. Lady Pastor MFR and Lady Pastor Oforewa. On Sunday the 3rd, you should know which, which um, region you belong to. Every region will choose their color 
as many of you as can, you wear the t-shirt of that color. Are you here? On that Sunday, there will be no eels on wheels. There will be no beautiful feet. There will be no uh, 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 status. And there will be no, who again? Chalak. What there will be? Charisma dancers. Pistis dancers. And then who again? What are the other names? Antioch dancers. And what again? What's the last one? And Bosco dances. On that day, there will be no greater love choir. There will be Pistis choir. Antioch choir. Charisma choir. And whatever. <laughs> are you in the house? I said, are you in the house? On that day, there will be no ashes. There will be pistis ashes. Antioch ashes. But I hope you are understanding the day. So that day, there will be nothing. Everything will be according to what? So, Antioch, if you don't have communion stars, that day, you will be standing. You will be standing. Because your people are the ones who will make your communion. If there are none... Ah, we can't do much about it. <laughs> I'm not minding you at all. <laughs> Are you in the house? If you don't have any airposters, I don't know what you do with your offering. Maybe you come and put it on the altar because there'll be no one to receive it. But I believe that it will be a day of great fun. And I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of creativity. Amen. Do you understand when I say a lot of creativity? Yeah. Make it an interesting Sunday. And we'll have fun in the house. Powerful. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you see all this, you're sitting on the chair that I've been telling you that you should do something. And when you come with your sitting stars, they must also sit according to the regions. Yeah. And when you don't have any sitting star, you will be so hot. It will not be easy for you. All right, so put your hands together. That will be Sunday, the 3rd of July. And then finally, finally, on Saturday, the 18th of July, I will be holding a ladies' conference somewhere in the city. <laughs> Exclusively for ladies. You find the shoes that you cannot wear on campus. The party dresses that you have packed for the past how many months. You find it and you dress up. We're going for a ladies conference. The theme of the conference. The theme of the conference is the beauty, the beast, and the pastor. Somewhere on this campus. Somewhere off campus. Amen. Okay. So tell me, but put all the dates down. Put all the dates. Hallelujah. Well, I'm preaching for just half an hour, probably less, because it's the last Sunday. And I don't want to start anything new. But I want to take the opportunity this last Sunday to launch us into something. 
Hallelujah. Amen. We've been talking about fruitfulness for I don't know how many weeks, and we could have gone on for another I don't know how many weeks, but the semester is ending, and I want to just bring it all together in one thing. Now, one of the things that has emerged over the past few weeks from John chapter 15 is that everybody must be bearing fruit. Everybody. Everybody, that regardless of who you are or what you do or you don't do. Amen. Please ask your neighbor, what's your fruit? Your fruit cannot be a song. Your fruit has to be a human something. Uh-huh. must affect a human being because you are a human being. Hello? You can't come and say that your fruit is your dancing. That's your service. God bless you for all your dancing, but it's your service in the house of God. It's not your fruit. It's your service. What you do to make the house of God nice. That's your service. It's not your fruit. Your fruit can only be something that affects another human being. And I think I preach extensively on that. So by now you should know. Amen. So, therefore, comma. Everybody is going to bear fruit. Me, I don't want to be a basenta leader. Did I ask you to be a basenta leader? Did you hear me mention basenta leader here? Did you hear me mention anything? I say you should do what? That's all. Is it the English you don't understand? So that we get some people to speak German and some to speak French. Everybody must bear fruit. And that's why I'm excited to launch this morning our 1,000 microchurches campaign. <laughs> Hallelujah. 1,000 microchurches. Maybe you don't know that that group that you have there of three people is a micro church. That's why we call it micro. It's not large. It's micro. Are you in the house? Yeah. Yeah, the church is very quiet. Yeah. But that is the definition that the Bible gives to a church. It says where two or three are gathered in my name. So when you gather to just cook, it's just cooking. But every gathering that you do of two or three people, the Bible says that he is there in the midst of us. And so, from now until we hit it, we're going to have 1,000 little groups dotted everywhere. Are you here? Me, I can't teach. I've not asked you to teach. Did I ask you to teach? Me, I don't know the Bible. I can't open the Bible. First of all, you should be ashamed to be saying that. But I've not. <laughs> you can also take your three people to join to some people, but you have three people. Your five people, you go and put them somewhere, but you have five people. Amen? Mm, this church is suddenly very quiet. And so when I talk about a thousand micro churches, what I'm saying is that there will be a bus center in every hostel, every single hostel across the campus. Don't clap, just listen. What I'm also saying is that there will be a basenta on every floor of every hostel across the campus. I'm also saying that there will be a basenta in every faculty. A basenta in every class. A basenta under every tree. A basenta under every open space. In other words, you can't come and say, I couldn't find anywhere to meet. I don't mind where you meet. Everywhere. Please, you understand everywhere. Hey, the church is very quiet. Oh. 
Why? Because you must bear fruit. You must bear fruit. So maybe it's not your roommates, but maybe there are some three people in your class. Say, so Charlie, this is our hour that we have free on Tuesdays. We'll be sitting here and we'll just have a Bible study here. And on Sunday, you bring them to church. Are you with me? Some of you are sitting down there looking frightened. But when you were taking your friends to the club, you were not frightened. When you were the one telling them which party was coming on, you were not frightened. When you were the one organizing them and taking them to that person who would do their hair, you were not frightened. When you were encouraging your friend that you bring him a girl, you were not frightened. You were not afraid. Yeah, you were not afraid. So now that we are saying, gather them somewhere, you are trying to do something, something, something. Tell your neighbor, I don't understand, I don't understand. And ask your neighbor, is it that you don't want to bear fruit? Let us just understand it well. So that we shall uproot you right now. You, you won't cumber the ground, you won't worry us. And that's why today, as our last sermon for the semester. Ah, what's the oh no? You said you are going home. What's your problem? <laughs> did I not ask you an honest question? And did you not answer it honestly? Hey, so while you are gone, two, three weeks, we are also closing down. Eh, I'll also lie down on Sunday and sleep a little longer. Oh, I don't believe you. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, I suspect some people cry even as of when they finish on Friday. By Saturday, cry, they were gone already. <laughs> on a more serious note, hello, on a more serious note, if you come from a family that is totally dependent on the payment of salaries, I would advise you to stay. Because when you were coming to school, it cost you 50 cities. Today, as you are going and coming, 170 Ghana cities to go and come. It does not include the Uber you will take from the station to your house. Uh -huh. So think a little. Think a little. No, do you understand what I'm saying? Just, just do a little calculation and don't go and get stuck. That's all. Anyway, today I'm going to talk to you about the benefits of fruitfulness. The benefits of fruitfulness. And this is outlined by some supernatural laws that we find in Isaiah chapter 5. And I'm going to be reading from verse 1 to verse 7. Not knowing that when you are bearing fruit, there are some supernatural laws or some supernatural blessings that come your way. Isaiah 5 from verse 1. Now will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. My well-beloved hath a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. And he fenced it and gathered out the stones thereof and planted it with the choicest vine and built a tower in the midst of it and also made a winepress therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, between me and my vineyard. 
What could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Wherefore, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. And now go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof, and it shall be eaten up, and break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. And I will lay it waste. It shall not be pruned nor digged, but there shall come up bears and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of the hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah his pleasant plant. And he looked for judgment, but behold, oppression. For righteousness, but behold, a cry. This story, even though it has a, should I say, a, a frightening negative end, it shows us something. If that end had not been there, we would not have known that the reason for the positive things at the beginning of the chapter is because of the fruit that the tender of the vineyard was expecting. Are you with me? Because he's saying here that there was a vineyard, so many things were done. A hedge was put there, it was tended, it was, you know, protected, so many things were happening, but it didn't give the fruit as expected. It brought wild vines. Now, wild vines are vines that you find in the bush. You can't do much with them. You cannot really make a nice wine from them. You cannot really enjoy them. So the person was not happy and was saying that here is a vine person who has done a farmer. He's done what he should do, and he got wild vines which he cannot use. And because of that, he was going to remove the hedge. He was going to do so many opposite things. Are you with me? And then in verse 7, it tells us that this story is about the Lord. Hello? Mm. About the Lord of hosts and Israel and the men of Judah, the people who were his planting and who he had expected when he came to see something good from. And that places it right where we have been discussing these few weeks. We have been talking about John 15, I am the vine. Is it not the same example? And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch that bears not fruit, he what? Takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it that it will bear more fruit. He goes on to say, if you abide in me, I abide in you. You will bear fruit. You cannot do anything outside of me. So by reading Isaiah chapter 5, we suddenly realize that when you decide to become a fruitful vine, there are now some benefits that come to you. Number one, the first benefit is that a supernatural fence is put around you. A supernatural fence is put around you. Hallelujah. Amen? A what? A fence is put around you. Yeah. He fenced it. So not knowing that as you are there, just because you are fruitful, when you are not fruitful, he doesn't have any reason to do it. But when you are fruitful, a fruitful vine, he must protect you from the goat that is passing. He must protect you from the thief who wants to harvest what he has not sown. Amen. And you know, as you are sitting here, you don't know that you are working a miraculous work. Not knowing that Sana, they would have finished you a long time. But there was a fence. <laughs> Are you there? There was a fence around you that you didn't know of. Amen. 
Many of you, you travel, you go up and down. Ghana's roads are among the most dangerous in the world. There was a time when it was ranked. I've forgotten our number. They ranked all the dangerous roads in the world, and we, we were somewhere in the top 10. Yeah, so as you are going, you can easily die. Easily. From the bad roads, from the carelessness. Last night on, on our way home, I mean, some people passed us plenty. That's, that's that. You can't see so far in the dark. And the lights had gone out, so the whole place was dark. All of a sudden, there's a car that's parked. It's packed. It doesn't have a triangle. It's packed. It's the driver I mean, broke down. They left it. Uh, but you are looking surprised. Don't you live here? You don't live in Ghana or what? Yeah. Tell them, but you can't easily die. You just haven't died because he has put a fence around you. Yeah. And the reason for the fence is that you have been bringing him fruit. So he has a reason to keep you. There's a reason. Wow. There are fruits he's expecting of you. And so even as we've come to the end of the semester, your, your fence is there, it's intact. Go and come, do whatever you are, because he's expecting that when you return, he will see some more fruit that will come from you. It's a good place to put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. The next part of the verse says, he gathers out the stones. The second thing that happens to you is that Certain obstacles are removed from your way. Yeah. Certain obstacles. You see, because we are so used to thinking negative, sometimes it's difficult to think positive. You are so aware of what you don't have. But there is so much that you do have. Yeah. There's so much that you do have. Are you in the church? What is the stones? A circumstance. Something that could have finished you. Sometimes when I look at the fallout from COVID, I realize that God just kept us. He just kept us. When I say us, I'm talking about us as a nation. Yeah. We are so careless that we should all have died. Turn to your neighbor, you should not be here. You should not be here. You should not be here at all. You should not be here. Hey. I was reading somebody's story in one of the news uh, magazines online. The person, they stayed in the house and stayed in that one day, they needed something and they had it sent by post. So somebody brought it to their house to deliver it. They opened the door, they collected the thing. COVID entered the house with them. <laughs> Meanwhile, when they opened the door, mask was on. Everything, yeah. But you and I, we sat down, you rode in Trotro. They say, wear your mask. You put the mask under your chin as if your nose is here. I don't know. <laughs> and you went and came and went and came. Is it true or it's not true? Most of you, the only place where you went through COVID protocol, it was at this gate. Your whole life, there was no, <laughs> there was no pro COVID protocol anywhere. And yet, even those who got it, you have you not lived and you are here. Some of you, what even pain was that you got it, then you came to sit with us. You are very wicked, though. You are very wicked. Hey. Me from that day, I've had you in my mind as a wicked person. Ah. You know that you have gone, they've diagnosed you with COVID. You say you are bored, so you have come to sit among your friends. Hey. Thank God for the stones and that had been removed. The obstacles, the things that were meant to delete you, he removed them. 
Only because of your fruitfulness. Say, so, neighbor, it's not because of your niceness. Mm. If the stone is an authority figure, God just removes the stone from there. Yeah. Are you in the church or you have traveled? Yeah. I remember one day, a young lady who used to work in church, she was going to have an operation for fibroids. And the part of the country where we lived at that time, their carelessness is legendary. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. The carelessness. My God. So as a church, we had it as our policy that if anybody was going for any you're going to have a baby, any kind of procedure in the church, we would actually pray because the carelessness was a real thing. I remember this lady was on her way to go and do, and I was that morning getting ready for work, and something just instructed me, pray again for her, so I prayed. And I remember very clearly praying that, Lord, if there's anybody on her team, the surgical team, who should not be there, remove the person from there. When I prayed the prayer, my mind was on a carelessness. Or a, do you understand? A careless something. Now, another thing we used to do in those days was that we also used to plant our person in the, in the operating room. Yes. We, or we had nurses or whatever. And we tell them that our so-so-and-so is having a... Please, be there. Because we knew the carelessness things. So we got the story from this lady. She said that... When our person was about to be brought in, the doctor said, when he was finishing the person before her, that, oh, the person coming, as he has looked at the x-rays, the fibroids are plenty, small, 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 so he did. When she comes, he'll just remove the womb. And the nurses argued with him that, oh, but look, this is a young girl. She's not even married yet. She doesn't have children. So normally, when you don't have children, they'll try. Remove it one by one and close so that you'll be able to have children. This man said that, he will remove the whole thing. Hmm. Are you in the church? I'm talking about obstacles. I'm talking about obstacles. Because the lady I'm talking about is a fruitful vine. Are you there? They said, when he finished the operation, and they went to prepare for the hair, that's our friend to come. Suddenly, tell anybody suddenly, there was a call. And the call said that, Doctor, we need you at a certain meeting. He said, oh, I have one more patient. No, 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 we need you now. So this other doctor is replacing you so that you will come for the meeting. <laughs> when I prayed that prayer, I thought it's the nurse that they are going to change. I never knew it was the doctor himself. <laughs> that what? Doctor, that's why I'm saying that because of your fruitfulness, if even the person who is the obstacle, because can you imagine what would have happened to her life if she had come out of that operation and heard that her hole has been removed? Hey, I don't even know how I would have managed it, but God just did some something, 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 and in fact. He didn't even just replace the guy with just any doctor, but with our favorite doctor. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm telling you that there's a supernatural removal of obstacles, difficulties, 
Things that would trip you up, they are being removed from your life because of your fruitfulness. I said because of your fruitfulness. Some of you are sitting here and saying, ah, so many bad things have happened to me. Are you not here? You don't know that those bad things could have deleted you. I'm asking you a question. You have not seen children on drugs because their parents divorced. You have not seen it. I said, you have not seen it, Anna. You have not seen some children just that divorced. Their whole life has gone two by four. You, you are here. And you say what? Hey. The next one. Because of your fruitfulness, there is a supernatural investment in your life. The Bible says that he planted it with the choicest vine. Oh, God is planting, he's investing in your life. Amen. This church that you are in is one of his investments. Yeah, it's one of his investments. At least I know that it's one of the investments in my life. And the, and the people that he has brought my way to influence my life. Yeah. And he has invested. Think about it. Who are the people in your life? Who are the people whose word counts to you? You didn't know that God brought them your way. Tell anybody about you, the way that you were thinking, the way you were thinking. It was so something, something, something. Yeah. And if you have a roommate who is more spiritual than you, that's one of the implants, the plans that God has put in your life. Yeah. You are taking it for granted. You think that it's because you are you or because the person is your friend. You don't know that it's a planting that they are planted in your life. Some of you, it's because of Ferrier, you are just so shy of the person. Otherwise, by this time. Mm. Mm. I said, mm. You have your quiet time just because that roommate has their quiet time. Or just because LPMFL will ask you, so did you have your quiet time Monday, Tuesday, when, and you are like, oh, I don't want to tell. You don't know that that's, a, that's an investment in your life. Yeah. Some lectures are an investment in your life. Yeah. The way that they teach, the, what, the things they have said, it has affected you in a positive way. When you came, because when you came to the school, you didn't know NATO. Oh. Ask your neighbor, what did you know when you came? And if you thought that you knew something, it's a sign how immature you are. Because it's when you are a child that you think you know everything. It's a sign of the teenage years of stupidity. Oh. Tell me you didn't pass there. Did you pass there or you didn't pass there? When you were a teenager, didn't you think that your mother doesn't know very much? Did you not think that you know more than your father? You grew a little past the teenage years and you, you realized that, ah, why was I thinking like that? Suddenly your father's words are precious to you. Or your big brother's words, yeah. But why is God putting that investment in you? Because you are a fruitful vine bringing him fruit. And you bring him more fruit. Are you there? You bring him more fruit. So he has put people, situations around you. He's investing in you. God, I'm one of the investments in your life. You, everybody is afraid of women. Throw away the idol. I'm not afraid of you. Anywhere. 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 You have been bullying the beautiful feet, sir. <laughs> he 
he's sweating. Oh, he's sweating. He's sweating now. He's sweating. <laughs> Amen. That's another sanguine right there. Man, I shouldn't say. He's begging me that I shouldn't say it. I shouldn't say, oh, okay. Let's continue. Yeah, let's continue. Now, not only that, he has placed in your life a supernatural tower. And a tower is a symbol of security. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Supernatural protection. The angels look out of that tower over you. Amen. You know, sometimes I wish that the Lord will open your eyes to just see just a little bit of the spiritual activity that sometimes is happening around you. You don't even know because the angels are there to just dispel it. Hallelujah. Psalm 34 and verse 7 gives us an example, an idea. And it says, The angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him and delivereth them. If there was nothing to deliver you from, what are they doing there? But they camp around you. Hallelujah. And at this point, I'm going to just read what our father has written here. You see, there are spiritual snakes, supernatural snakes, spiritual snakes seeking to bite you. Spiritual cobras seeking to paralyze you. Spiritual back black mambas seeking to terrorize your life. Spiritual elephants ready to crush you. Spiritual lions seeking to terrify you. Spiritual leopards, leopards that jump on you and take you by surprise. There are spiritual hippopotamuses seeking to charm you. Hey! Spiritual insects that transmit disease and death. Are you there? And when you read your Bible, you see that they refer to the animals very much. But as it is like that, God has set up a tower over you. Nothing takes him by surprise, ever. Amen? Amen. Some of you, you have even been in your room. A thief has come for your phone, but you, your body have left you intact. It has not occurred to you that the story could have had another ending. They even returned the phone. Mm. Hello? Is that you? All because of your fruitfulness, for you to bring more fruitfulness. Hallelujah. I'm ending. <laughs> this is the last point in that verse. He has made a wine press within that garden to supply you. Supernatural provision. Supernatural provision. And as we come to a close, I want to say to you that currently, you're only going to survive by supernatural provision. Yeah, the way things are going. Your father's salary has been brought to nothing. <laughs> One gallon of fuel is about 48 cities or 50 cities. Yeah, a liter is 12. One gallon of, one liter of diesel. A gallon is four liters. That's 48 cities. You see, you don't even know the price because what you know is that they don't buy by the gallon. They just come and say, I have 20. Right now, there's nothing like 20 cities. Hey, recently somebody told me, I went to the station and I went and I gave them 50 CDs and when they put the fuel in the thing they didn't move. <laughs> and the liver didn't move. <laughs> Are you in the church? But I tell you, as you set your heart to be fruitful, the Lord himself will provide for you supernaturally. 
you should even ask yourself, your school fees, 1,005, your hostel fee, they paid four, 5,000 for you as you were coming. From where? It has even begun already. And it's even going to become more. Hallelujah. And so as we close, we're we'll going to be going home. But I want you to go with a certain mind that I'm coming just for a short rest. And then I'm going to pick up my energy. And I'm going to continue to be fruitful. Hallelujah. We're going to be doing some prayer during the holidays. Make sure you're part. What are these two people doing? Pascal, the people on the left and right, what are they doing? This is what are they doing? Those by you, what are they doing? Ah. Hey. Is that how to sit in church? <laughs> in this church. We don't do such things here. Hallelujah. And so I want you to make up your mind and you want to say, Lord, I've borne some fruit. I'm, I'm coming back to bear some more fruit. And as you do that, you will be experiencing more of the kind of things that God does for a fruitful vine. Stand to your feet. This one. Hallelujah. You want to pray for yourself. Some of you, when you go home, you just go and backslide. Tell your neighbor, not this time. Stop it. Just grow up. Oh, I'm tired. Lady pastors, are you not tired of the people? Look, hey, this term is dying. If you go home and they are calling you, you don't pick your phone. I will speak a word into the air. You will not be happy. Yeah. I'll actually speak a word. I'll just leave it there. Ah! Tell him, grow up. Stop it, that nonsense. Stop it. Stop it. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. And say, Lord, thank you for a fruitful semester. And if you didn't bear any fruit this semester, tell the Lord, it's my last semester like that. From next semester, I'm going to do better. And talk to him for a few minutes. If you are the type who has made your shepherd tired, repent right now. If you are the type, they are struggling over you. Every day they come and call you. You are a bush girl, a bush boy. It's enough. It's time for you to start to bear fruit. Grow up. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Talk to him for a few minutes. Thank him for a semester of fruitfulness. Thank him for everyone that you spoke to who listened to you and whose life was better because of that. Talk to him for a few minutes. Talk to him for a few minutes. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy towards us. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for the fruitfulness of the semester. May our fruitfulness in the next semester be more. We thank you for 1,000 micro churches launched in the name of Jesus. We thank you for every gathering in every hostel, on every floor, under trees, in open spaces, in closed spaces, Lord. We give you praise. May we be fruitful. And Lord, as we are fruitful, may we also live to see your supernatural protection and provision and the things that you do and you are going to continue to do on our behalf. We give you praise and thanks. We are grateful for all that you've done for us, oh God. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this morning, you've not given your life to Jesus. I don't want you to go back home like that. 
you want to give your life to Jesus this special morning. And so as every head is bowed, I want you to contemplate your life with Jesus. Is your name in the book of life? Have you invited him to be your savior? The Bible says you must confess him as your savior. Romans 10, 9 and 10. You must confess with your mouth what you believe with your, in your heart. And so as every head is bowed this morning and every eye is closed, maybe you are here and you're saying, I need to give my life to Jesus. Maybe that is why you don't have much fruit to show yet. But you're saying, I want to give my life to Jesus. As every head is bowed, you want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. Just lift it up. Just lift it up. Just lift it up. If your hand is lifted, I want you to come to me this morning. God bless you. Just come to me. Just come to me this morning. Step out of where you are and just come forward this morning. God bless you. God bless you. Come from the back, from the middle, from anywhere that you are. God bless you. Come. Come. God bless you. God bless you. From the sides. Just come. Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I lift these ones up before your throne of grace. May they be fruitful in your vineyard. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-S-E. God richly bless you.